been doing your own movies for a couple years. Ramping up now. I read uh, you're going to spend about $400 million on four movies that are coming out this year, okay. give or take. You can never believe what you read. Sometimes. Um, Um, you know, what, what we're really focused on is how do we push the creative boundaries um, and doing shows that uh, bring people together, are exciting, polarize people. Hey guys, this is Pat here with a word from one of this week's sponsors. I want to tell you about the book Dark Psychology by Dr. Charles Whitford. So this just came out and a lot of people are comparing it, saying it's like, you know, the new 48 Laws of Power. I don't read much nonfiction, but I was blown away by this book. It's not hyperbole to say it completely transformed the way I look at business and also relationships. Uh, you need to read this book if you're a business owner, a content creator, or if you're just trying to, you know, slither around on the apps. If you want to get ahead in life, you've got to read Dark Psychology. So you might be familiar with Dr. Charles Whitford from recent appearances on the Rogan podcast, on Andrew Huberman's podcast. This guy's the real deal. He studied psychology at Stanford. He was in private practice uh, for a number of years. He's consulted on all the dating apps that are probably on your phone. He really, really understands human behavior. Sold at any major bookstore, but I know you guys like to make your lives easier. So if you're in North America, just go to drcharleswhitford.com. Use promo code LOYAL15 at checkout for 15% off the hardcover. That is L-O-Y-A-L-1-5 at checkout. Uh, if you don't have this in your home library, I don't know what to say. You're not based and you're leaving money on the table. So go check it out. All right. Here's the episode. We got to get a new violin. <laughs> we got to get kids into violin again. <laughs> okay. Every kid wants to be a DJ. No kid wants to be a violinist. <laughs> Folks, what's up with that? Welcome back to the How Original Podcast. This is season two, episode three, and you are listening to the only podcast solely devoted to Netflix original movies. We're going to time our cans here. Oh, we're going to sink cans. Fuck. I thought, <laughs> well, I thought you were going to drop the, your name and then do the can. And oh, then I man. was going to drop my name and then I was going to do the can. I don't even want to say my name anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just stop the pod. I'm just a guy. Yeah. <laughs> we're just two guys. And the movie this week is the Netflix original Your Place or Mine, starring Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher. A movie that I have many, many thoughts on. Uh, and you just watched like before you came over. I literally just watched it this morning. Yeah. yeah. And we were also debating. We were texting the other day being like, should we do this at your place or mine? <laughs> and my place finally won out. <laughs> we have lived experience to speak about this movie, to speak to it. Well, if we really had lived experience, we would have to go swap like places for a week. Right, right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't think of a better way to spend my good Friday morning, you know, <laughs> on this day in history, 2,023 years ago, Jesus was brutally murdered on uh, and hung up on a cross. And uh, what do you know, 2,023 years later, I'm out here watching your place or mine, you know, an experience arguably more excruciating than being crucified. <laughs> Dude, I had to rewatch it last night, like watch it for a second time. And I'm like, oh boy, this is, I fast forwarded through a few scenes, but mostly watched all of it. I kind of just let it run. So, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have quite a few thoughts, but before we do, I wanted to share with you, I found this Netflix article 
on the failing hate-mongering New York Times, remember, they hate us, uh, called Netflix's Approach Shifts, Pushing Content That Can Pop, quote-unquote. Okay. What a great title. So they're basically talking about how Netflix is doing more marketing for the uh, properties they have and also how they have like a new chief marketing officer, blah, blah, blah. It's basically a puff piece. However, the comments section is where the real nuggets are hidden. All right. So let me read you a few of these comments. Uh, so in the, I should say in the article, they talked about it, the tagline for that Wednesday show. Like, what would Wednesday do that was plastered all around? Uh-huh. This person says, hmm, interesting. What would Wednesday do? Basically, WWWD or W3D. Just another form of writing Wednesday or short for Wednesday. Interesting. <laughs> so this person... That's like the kind of listener who thinks that we're sending them coded messages. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> um, and then you get a lot of people who are posting about how I'm such an intellectual. I could never stoop to the level of Netflix's content. So you get stuff like this. Why is almost every movie <clears throat> or TV series R-rated or MA-rated? I'm one of those old-timers who cannot stand foul language. Constant use of the F-word or worse. Almost nothing for me time for me to cancel <laughs> you know it seems today that all you see is violence in movies and sex on tv whatever happened to those good old fashioned? <laughs> do you do you think it's time for me to cancel it means this guy's gonna go jump off the balcony now it also does sound very final like he's typing it with like a gun in his mouth he's gonna go sleepwalk off the balcony <laughs> like i was going to this guy is still on a bad weed trip yeah 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 so prayers for him and then, okay, we get this type of thing. Netflix is a streaming equivalent of clickbait articles and the food equivalent of McDonald's. Yes, I still watch it, but with every trashy dating show, I'm one step closer to pulling the plug. Wow. Which, again, sounds again, like they might pull the plug on their life. But I love this genre of posts, and I see it on you know Twitter whenever like Elon bought it or there's any update or whatever. Like, I'm leaving Twitter. Or when Where, Trump gets elected, it's yeah, like, I'm yeah. leaving America, I'm going to yeah. Canada. And yeah. it's like, people love to talk this huge game about how they're going to put their foot down and finally quit it. Mm. They're not. Yeah. The people that, they're addicted to attention and saying these things and yeah. the platform that they're on, they're not going to quit. The people who actually quit, they just leave. Yeah. So whenever I see shit like this, it's like, yes, you're such a big brain that's being wasted watching Netflix. Like, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because... <laughs> Because, because I think they did. Uh, I don't know. I heard, I heard about the numbers of like people who actually moved to Canada after Trump was elected. It's like all <laughs> no one existed. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think it was. I don't think it made a dent. Yeah, but it's like something about the internet. There's a certain type of user who loves to post in a subreddit about like things were so much better a year ago. Now everybody's so mean. I'm this close to unsubscribing. It's like nobody has a gun to your head. Like you can do it. You can be free. Yeah. This is like. You're trapped in, you're not even trapped in Plato's cave. You're just in the cave milling around talking to the other people. But like one of these days, I'm going to get out of here. It's like, you can just fucking leave. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, I do encourage people to look at this article and specifically the comments because people are posting all sorts of shit about like back in the 90s, I staffed all these international film festivals, blah, blah, blah. Why is Netflix not up to the standards of it's like, I wonder why. Dude, A.O. Scott, Scott needs to be banned from making new accounts. <laughs> yeah, these are, it's crazy. This is all A.O. Scott. This is all A.O. Scott. Every <laughs> username is an anagram of A Anthony O. Scott. <laughs> what is A.O. Scott's, what's the O? 
the oh right uh well last time you were like i thought his name was tony where's the t okay i, so I was the off my game a bit so there. does the o stand for tony <laughs> anthony oni scott oni honey uh also one honey, last tony 20 what was it tony 2012 Coney, that's right Coney. <laughs> Are we for or against Coney? What do we think? <laughs> um, also, it's very funny in this article. Um, they're talking about basically how Netflix has discovered billboards. Uh, the board at the Trevi <laughs> Fountain will be moved to a different location, Rome. One that is less of a tourist spot and more of a place where local Netflix subscribers could connect with it. Times Square is going to get an innovative billboard that's easier to program, yet looks like the physical one on Sunset Boulevard. Uh A marquee is coming soon to Warsaw. The point of the board is to have fun, be edgy, and push all the way to the edge, Miss Lee said. Wait, wait, wait. who's having fun? (laughs) Who who are these people who are having fun? Is it the people putting up the billboard? Is it the people looking at the billboard? I don't think anyone's having fun with these billboards. <laughs> Dude, I have no idea. The point is to have fun, be edgy, and push all the way to the edge. Hmm. Profound stuff. Really thought-provoking. I miss the billboards. Remember when they used to have, like, the wind? No, I always thought they were based on, it was, like, wind when I was young. You know, those oh, that ones? was the triangle tiles. The where triangles, like, yeah. flips between three designs. So you thought it was, like, the weather. What, yeah, yeah, I thought it was all weather-based. Oh. So it's, like, if you have a really clear, just calm day, you will just see the one side of the triangle. Imagine if it was, like, in a hurricane. How oh. crazy that would be. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so that's the the Crazy net- interracial billboards you get. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so that's the the news I want to share with you. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, what do you think that's about? Do you think it's like? Do you think those commenters think that they're like going to affect some sort of a change in these comments? You know what I mean? By because oh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. They're, none of these people are going to actually quit Netflix, and it's like the fact no. that you have you're going out of your way to like you know, uh, profess this online. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, clearly you're, what are they trying to do? Are they trying to make, uh, are they trying to enact some sort of change? Do you think? It's tough to say. I mean, I like, I kind of think the same shit whenever I see people sharing infographics on their Instagram story about like, you know, all the pink and purple gradient stuff, but like Andrew Tate is spreading hateful rhetoric. Here's what you can do. It's like, what the fuck am I going to do? Like, <laughs> what, what is any, what are any of us going to do? Yeah. Also, slight sidebar. Have you seen the video of him now that he's out of jail where he's just like yoked as hell, pacing around in a room, smoking a cigar? <laughs> no, it's so dope. <laughs> and I will, I will say, I don't co-sign what he is alleged to have maybe done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Don't approve of that. However, this particular video snippet is dope as hell. <laughs> I was having an absolute dog shit week and I was, I, I found that snippet and I'm like, damn, I'm energized. <laughs> Dude, you got to grow your facial hair and all your hair out like yeah. Andrew Tate did when he was in jail. Yeah. Did you see that picture of him? Like, yes. <laughs> he looks yeah. so whack. Yeah, it's because I was always skeptical of his claim where he's like, I could grow a full head of hair. I just choose to shave it. I'm like, you should just embrace your bald identity. But honestly... In this video, I saw more of his hair has grown in than I thought would. Yeah. I'm not saying that he has great coverage per se, but more than I thought. So, right. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a big enough man to admit that, you know, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I've also been following this Instagram account that I want to shout out. I know we usually do shout outs at the end. It's called Masculine Aesthetic. Uh-huh. And I feel like it's one of the only good like male motivation pages I've seen. Dude, where... This is what Benedict Cumberpatch was jerking off to in The Power of the Dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Masculine aesthetic. Yeah, you need to have your mentor scarf tucked in your pants. Because <laughs> uh, it the person uh, who runs this page finds images that are almost like a Tumblr type mood board. And then we'll write stuff about like improvements and how you have to go through pain in life. And he had this one post where it's like, I've matured more off pain than I have off age. And I'm like, damn, that hit. Shit. Yeah. So that all of hard. you should check that out. It's it's actually a good page. Like this is an unironic recommendation. That's a bar. That's uh, whereas I still do ironically recommend Become Invincible. <laughs> Which is using a lot of military stock footage where it's like, here's why you fumble with women. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but yeah, masculine aesthetic is like the artsier version of uh, Become Invincible. Okay. Yeah. Good. good. We're, se- we're setting our listeners, it sounds like, on a good... Yeah, a we're, good we're not radicalizing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, your youngest brother should definitely be following masculine aesthetic. <laughs> Maybe I'll DM him after the show. Yeah. We definitely need to follow up after that recommendation. <laughs> That's for sure. Um, I wanted to read uh, from a uh, from an article from Slate um, that was published on April 3rd by Luke Winkie. Dude, I used to read so many Mad Men recaps on Slate. Yeah? Yeah. Haven't read them in many years. Right, but right, right. go on. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> That'd be so wild if you just pulled up a Mad Men recap right now. <laughs> what happened in season three, episode six again? <laughs> forget <laughs> i th- i literally think that's the episode where don first fucked his kid's teacher whoa should but... we, can i verify that yes okay it happened mid season three uh look up don draper teacher affair i'm just looking up mad men season three episode six yeah um my uh i used to know this girl who who had a superpower of like um you could pick any day, okay. any like, basically like any kind of event or sometimes even just like a regular day. Um, and she could tell you exactly what she wore on that day. Whoa. That was her superpower. Yeah. Her party. Trip. That sounds so dope. <laughs> it's kind of dope. Is she single? Where is she at? <laughs> is she one of our listeners? <laughs> uh, but uh, you seem to have a party trick where... You can tell me exactly what was happening in Mad Men in any, in any particular episode. In any particular. So season. let's read the summary. What happened in season three, episode six? Okay, so um, episode six: a guy walks into an advertising agency. Uh, the agency's British owners visiting Sterling mm. Cooper's to reassign Price to one of their India-based mm. companies yep. over the Independence Day weekend. A replacement for Price is introduced to the company. Ken, however, brings a riding lawnmower into the office. Oh, yeah. The guy gets his foot run over. Uh, during a party to celebrate Joan's departure, a secretary, Louis Sadler, runs over the replacement's foot yeah. with the lawnmower. And as a result, Price's transfer is called off. I sound like I, I'm just I, I don't know anything about the plot of Mad Men. So. I was gonna say, do you know what any of these characters look like even? <laughs> yeah. So this is all theater of the mind for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I think Dawn probably hooks up with the teacher earlier on in the season. I think the affair was already underway at that point. Oh, okay, okay. So you were you were a little off. You overshot <sighs> sorry, it, it sounds sorry like. listeners. I, I let us all down. You overshot it. 
trying to find where that might be. No, I don't know. Oh, extra something about extramarital affairs on a business trip to Baltimore. Uh, ah, yes, is the uh, the first episode of season yes. three. Yes, so that's where yes, Don sees one of his very evidently gay coworkers. Uh, he gets confirmation that this coworker is gay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> People in the sixties did not have good gaydar. No, I, I don't imagine <laughs> they did, right? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It, it was a bit lacking. Shit. Anyway, you were saying Slate, <laughs> something about Netflix with ads. Right, 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 right. So um, Slate had this article uh, that I wanted to read a little bit of. So here's the title. Long live Netflix with ads. So <laughs> I think this is season, uh, episode two or three that we talked about Netflix with the ads. Yeah. Um, and how you know, the broke boy tier of Netflix. We Oh, totally. Yeah, we gave it some hate. So yeah. uh, let's listen to another perspective. Another, <laughs> their perspective is valid. So um, this uh, author says, uh, basically he goes on to talk about how, you know, we were all enamored with the, you know, the, the fact that you could binge watch shows when mm-hmm. Netflix first arrived on the mm-hmm. scene. That, this was kind of like a, um, you know, like a, a gimmick for people. Right. But this gimmick, he claims, has kind of worn off as time has gone on. Um, so what he says kind of in the middle of this article, now here we are in 2023, and I can safely say that I would rather die than ever binge watch anything ever again. Honestly, fair. I think binge watching is so overrated. Mm. Me too. Yeah. Like, I've been watching a lot of Frasier recently, but I rarely watch more than, like, two or three in a sitting. And they're, like, I don't know, 25-minute episodes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or, like, 20, even less. And, <laughs> like, yeah. I have very low binge tolerance as well. I've, like, Same. rarely binge shit. But I, mean, I feel like people just expect that to be how everyone consumes media now. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah we've talked about, like, yeah. what, you haven't finished this yet? Like, what yeah, have you been doing? so mad. Yeah. <laughs> It's us versus everyone, dude. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> what was that Kanye song? Oh, Kanye versus the, Yay versus the people. Yay versus the people. Yeah. Where Ti is voicing the people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why the Kanye line. Just imagine if they caught me on a slavery was a choice. How yay? Just imagine if they caught me on a wild day. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Uh. uh my, he says, my new Netflix plan proved to me that television was perfected in the 90s where, when there were intervals allowing us to leave the couch every eight minutes. Case in point, over the weekend, my girlfriend banged out the opening salvo in the latest season of Love is Blind, <laughs> one of the most demonic television programs ever laid to tape. Real quick, have you watched any of the new stuff? No, I haven't. I, have I haven't. I, I'm almost burned out by it Same. because I, I forget if I've said this on pod, I think it's a very interesting premise that they're like in the cursed dystopian pods and then they meet. But the whole idea of you have to get married then in the outside world. Yeah. Like just let them date. It's already an interesting, strange enough premise. That's like, of course you're going to see so many relationships fail if they're obligated to get married. Like to, you could still have the same experiment. Just let them date as per usual. And you'd still see lots of interesting friction. This is how you know, because <laughs> I love this show because uh, Nick Lachey and uh, Vanessa Lachey at the start of every season are like, we are doing, this is an experiment. This is, for, <laughs> this is for science, you know? And it's like, it's failed like three out of three, oh, four out of four times, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah, yeah. They're like, we're doing, we just want to know, is love blind? We're just asking <laughs> questions. But it's like, dude, 
yeah, first of all, we already know the answer. We've yeah. seen three seasons of this. Like, answer is fucking no. For sure, no. And if you really wanted to find out, if truly this was your goal, <laughs> to find out, then you would just let them fucking date afterwards like normal-ass yeah. people, right? <laughs> you know when you drive by a church and you see how they put phrases on the signs? A lot of times they'll have, like, insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results, mm. which is kind of like an AA slogan as well. Yeah, It's truly, like, you guys keep doing the same shit. Why would it turn out any different? Right. Like, why am I supposed to be invested as a viewer? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like they don't keep changing the formula. Although 90% of the couples on every season break up. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, this is why American shows are, you know, so trashy compared to like Japanese shows. Like a Japanese yeah. show, like a like, like a, a terrace, terrace house. house. Hey. Right? Like they'll just like let shit happen, you know? They just let terrace house is fascinating. They just want people to live aggressively norm core lives. <laughs> yeah and it's like when people are not being fed booze and encouraged to act out it's like when they just have those real moments of little conflicts it seems more dramatic even than when everybody's screaming at each other all the time totally when you have those when you have a baseline that's established and then these little blips off it it's kind of more exciting than if everything's constantly elevated yeah yeah because you just get burned up because american shows are like yeah they're at the extremes they're like no middle slide yeah no (laughs) but the middle sliders are 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 the interesting sliders. I think so too. But yeah, the average American is not built to watch Terrace House at this no, point. No, no, no. <laughs> Sorry, I, I keep interjecting. Uh, read more of the article. What was the title of the last Ray Shreverd song on their new album? Oh, it, yeah. So George and I were both listening to the new Ray Shremerd? Shremerd? I don't fucking know. Uh, album. Yeah. And the last song in it is called like ADHD brackets too many emotions. <laughs> And then George got here and he's like, you need to play the one where they interpolate the chorus of uh, Dido's, uh, is a white flag? No, it's uh, the one that's in Stan. Or wait, is that white flag? I think it's white flag, yeah. But they're rapping about like, why did the lean get cold? <laughs> My Which... lean's so cold, we're wondering why I got out of bed at all. <laughs> but it's like, don't... You're always trying to put ice into lean to make it cold. Wouldn't it be, why did the lean get warm if right. it's left unattended? <laughs> it makes no sense on like three levels. Yeah. It's so stupid. It rocks. <laughs> um, That's one of the, sorry. Oh, go ahead. That's go one ahead. of the all-time worst rap names. Like flipping eardrummers in a way that makes no sense. Because it's eardrummer spelled backwards. Backwards, yeah. But it's like, nobody knows how to pronounce this. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the name is crazy. Um, <laughs> Slim Jimmy says R.I.P. Kevin Samuelson in the first track. Oh, I, I didn't notice he did that. <laughs> yeah, he does. From from the hosts of How Original Podcast, R.I.P. Kevin Samuels. Though. Fair enough. R.I.P., dude. R.I.P. <laughs> I, uh, I briefly got into him. <laughs> he had some valid points, but anyway, I digress. <laughs> so... Um, yeah, so the author goes, uh, with its cast of tragic 30-somethings who date each other in windowless pod prisons. I think we're in a windowless pod prison. <laughs> Pretty much. I closed the blinds because we're getting some harsh light. The series per- perfectly exemplifies the way Netflix has pared down its mythic self-perception as the demands of capital muscled into the equation. 
clearly the show is not wisely consumed in a single stream of consciousness binge (laughs) because that sort of poisonous exposure could have your brain leaking out of your nose. But ad-supported Netflix provides salvation. So this is essentially the premise of the article is that sometimes you need a break, man. You need a court-mandated break (laughs) from your Netflix binge. You know what? There's a reason binge has a negative connotation in society. Like a binge is never a good thing. You can't binge indefinitely. Yeah. Even if a binge becomes long enough to be a bender, eventually it has to end. Right, right, (laughs) right. Oh, does a binge become a bender? I think so. Right, right, right. Yeah, I think if you binge for long enough, it constitutes a bender. Okay. Okay. Um, Yeah, you know what? I don't think... I don't think I would ever pay for Netflix with ads, but I will say when I'm watching Tubi, which is free, I don't mind the insertion of ads every 20, 25 minutes or so. Yeah. Um, And often what I'm watching on Tubi does not require rapt attention where I'm absorbing every single frame. Yeah. Uh, You know, whatever psychosexual content. Tubi, I just let it ride sometimes with recommendations. I'm like, I just watch something truly insane. Let's see what's next up. Yeah. They're pretty good at the algorithm. Nice, (laughs) nice. Um, this is totally unrelated. My mom just sent me a picture of Lanvin sneakers in the Holt Renfrew window. And she's like, do I need these? Look, look at these fucking shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Those are the chunkiest yeah. laces I've ever seen. They're so And then big. these ones as well. Dude, those laces are like those, uh, those flat noodles. You know what I'm talking about? Those like long flat yes. noodles. Yeah, where you get like only a few noodles on your plate, but they're so substantial that yeah. it, like makes a whole meal. There's like three noodles. Uh, I was gonna say I know exactly what these are though because I walked by that whole Renfrew window after I got my new headphones. Yeah, I was headed back to North <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that article made me think like, do hum like are humans just dumb and need something different every 10 years you know what i mean yes because it's, it's like yes. we talked about how like get like netflix with the ads you're basically just like rediscovering te- 90s television or yes. like you know oh, totally the way that we're just rediscovering what it was like before netflix with netflix yes. so it's like and even do we just need shit to change every 10 years <laughs> and even that brings us back to what i was saying in the article i brought to the table netflix saying spinning all this innovative stuff around like you're literally putting up a billboard like what are you talking that's like marketing 101 it's like yeah. yes of course put a bill a physical ad in a high traffic area yeah um yes and i think a lot of times in the marketing and branding world people kind of need to justify their own usefulness so it's like even if something is working there's still the temptation to like what if we change xyz because if i'm not meddling and contributing what am I even doing on the payroll? Right. So it's kind of like, yeah, I think brands reinvent themselves sometimes when they do not need to. And yeah, Netflix talking about like, oh, we're going to roll out more advertising for our properties. It's like, as some of the big brains in the comments were suggesting, how about just less stuff, but make it better. And then you won't need to advertise as much. Right. And also I was thinking with Netflix, I, I guess a lot of their advertising is about specific shows or movies now that are being put out. But it's like, what if they figured out what the stumbling block is for people who are on the fence about not getting Netflix and they developed ad campaigns to target those people? Mm. Like, are they... So I guess they're mostly appealing to people who already have the platform, it seems, trying to direct their attention to specific things. But... I would almost be tempted if I were in that war room to pull back and be like, okay, let's focus on getting people on the platform 
And then let's kind of just assume once they're on the platform, they'll find something that gets them hooked. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like be more a little selective with what you develop uh, as content and also figure out how do we achieve greater market penetration? How do we pull people away from Disney plus or, uh-huh. you know, what incentives can we give to get somebody hooked on Netflix where they'll want to start paying after, you know, a trial. Um, yeah. yeah. And I don't have the answers for these questions. I'm just spitballing here. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, and I, even if I did have the answers, I'm not going to give the game away for free. The game <laughs> is to be sold, not told. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, you know, as we talked about last last episode, Netflix is just one guy that's uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> running an AI algorithm. To, yeah, uh, to do all this shit. Well, so. I was going to say, what what time are we at there? Do we need to take a break? Yeah, we'll a take a break. Yeah. Uh, okay, because I was going to say, I saw one of my friends had logged this movie recently, and he said this feels like it was entirely done by Chat GPT. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll uh, we'll take a break, and then we'll come back with guns blazing. Perfect. <clears throat> right after this. So then I said, wrecked him. It nearly killed him. (laughs) All right, we're back. (laughs) We are back. So, okay, I have a few notes about this movie that I just want to talk about. Ashton Kutcher, what's going on with his fucking face? Ashton Kutcher. Ashton Kush. His face looks weird, right? Like, he's had some work done. Dude, I feel like, I mean, he's getting old, for sure. Yeah, of course. And I think think that's the weirdest you're 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 seeing i think he's just old i think no. ashton kutcher old is just a paradox it's like justin timberlake old i never watched like that 70s show i feel like i really had no idea of what he would look like present day okay. something is off okay so i think he's had some work done i don't think he you know on a scale of like mickey rourke being the the gold mm. standard of fucked up male plastic surgery maybe yeah. zach efron and uh kumail tailing somewhere behind uh-huh. he's on the sliding scale yeah it's just to the point where it's like it feels a little uncanny yes. but it's not like the super fucked up like he's not like a bogdanoff twin yet <laughs> however i was gonna say to you this is just a general trend question do you think it will ever be cool to get deliberately fucked up plastic surgery? Ooh. Because I feel like we're almost there. Like the Chloe Cherry euphoria look with all the fucked up lip fillers. Yeah. I've seen pictures of girls on social media where it's like, there is, this bears no resemblance to like anything natural. Like this is so far beyond what anyone would naturally look like. It's like a deliberate fashion statement almost. Right, right, right. And people, so you're saying like as an imperfection? will it will it one day be like a status symbol mm-hmm. to deliberately get like the zach efron face i i feel look. like i feel like it already is for those people you mm. know what i'm saying i feel like for <clears throat> us for us like peasants you know yeah um it isn't mm. and we're into the natty look mm. but i think for like that tier of people um i think that already is a status thing right, right? i can't think of or any other like... reason why they would keep doing it <sighs> Or I guess with people like Zac Efron, when you grow up in the limelight and you've, I don't know, had so many people gaze at you throughout your whole life, it would probably fuck up your self-perception. That too. Yeah. I don't know. I was going to say Zac Efron gave some very nonsensical story about like an old 
injury he sustained to his face. An and, old witch that casts a spell on him. And, dude, I watched like a 40-minute more plates, more dates video on this. I'm like, this is all fucking cap, which is also the conclusion of this video, which was said very tastefully by uh, Derek, the guy who does it. Zach Efron was spinning this narrative, but, oh, back in 2013, I, I was running around my house and i like somehow was in socks and slipped and broke my face open like on a fountain and i had to have my jaw wired shut and then i stopped doing my jaw exercises so part of my jaw like he was through the wire (laughs) and it's like dude first of all nobody does like i know he's had issues with addiction i'm not trying to be flippant but it's like you were fucked up as hell when you did this there's no way anybody just breaks their face open running around their house sober so first of all that's a a thing oh yeah but Secondly, this makes no sense. You've deliberately had plastic surgery to look a certain way. For kind sure. of like the handsome Squidward type face. <laughs> and I did write in my notes. There are a few angles in this movie where I'm like, Ashton looks like the handsome Squidward version of John Mulaney. Okay. Do you see that at there, all? Hold on. There's a lot going on. I okay. feel like I need a point of reference for this. <laughs> look up handsome Squidward, first of all. You must have seen this meme. Handsome Squidward. Okay. Yeah. yeah you, there's no way you haven't seen this image. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, I got you, I got you. Okay, okay. Anyway, for season three of the pod, I'm going to get fucked up plastic surgery. So <laughs> then then I'm finally going to do a face reveal on our Instagram. <laughs> um, yeah, Ashton Kutcher does look a little bit like his body was, like, taken over by an alien. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like I... in Men in Black, like yeah. an alien wearing a human suit. <laughs> getting eating uh chugging sugar water yeah it's perrier for him in this <laughs> yeah. movie he crushes the the bubbly Dude, i he, love it he rips perrier um <laughs> i i was listening to a podcast about uh mineral water and oh, nice. um you know how perrier claims that it's like natural mineral water you gotta drop the link for me i want to listen to that okay yeah yeah we'll it do. sounds like maybe the most autistic thing either of us have ever listened to <laughs> Well, stuff you should know. This is where I get all my mm. dumb facts about like sushi and like cigarettes. Cigarettes are for women. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could tell you and any random object, whether it's for men or for whether it was originally <laughs> invented for men or for women. <laughs> You're just always gendering things. Yeah, it's like the French language. You know, everything is gender. Yeah, cops, <laughs> dudes, <laughs> Balenciaga, Crocs. Uh, sorry perrier women shelves women you were gonna say something about perrier oh yeah yeah yeah. perrier dudes (laughs) okay good to know what about soda stream water dudes okay i don't have to do a spit take no no, no. (laughs) you're safe you're safe uh so yeah apparently perrier water does not come from a natural spring it is carbonated post it is it is carbonated it in, in post because <laughs> some because some springs are like naturally carbonated mm, yeah right so this one i mean i didn't i didn't expect perrier to right to just like to you know to bottle their water like a fountain of youth yeah you go and you drink the perrier and like, it's like an indiana jones the yeah <laughs> like they found a spring that they're just getting all this water from mm. but all uh, that's a good brand story though that is a good brand like a story. spring mm-hmm. of eternal rejuvenation good brand lore right yeah yeah yeah, yeah for sure hmm. 
Um, Write that down. Yeah. <laughs> when we launch our podcaster water. <laughs> <laughs> it helps you commit more microaggressions. How many HCLs would our pod water have? <laughs> like the maximum allowed by the FDA. <laughs> pod water sounds like pond water. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ooh, yeah. That's, we that's need to, not good. We need to work on that. We'll workshop it. <laughs> What if we invented a billboard? We, yo. <laughs> you mean like a big poster on the road? Yeah. Wouldn't that distract people? I don't know, dude. People are swerving all over the road after they see our billboard. Actually, no. I think people would have fun. Yeah. I they, think would, it, they would have fun. They would have fun. It yeah. would be a fun space. <laughs> For everybody. <laughs> Billboards. Okay, you know what? I clowned on Netflix going like, this will be fun to put up billboards. Fuck it. Billboards are kind of fun, dude. You go to ta- Times Square. Oh, yeah. You see all those billboards. That's fun. Yeah. It is fun to have just like a big open plaza, big open piazza with like a ton of just like yeah. graphic You've got images. your Duomo. You've got your Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> the two the two constants in your life. You've got your Dome Squad. Wait, wait, wait. Do you know did the... I tell you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. Okay. Do you know the Big Crit album cover where it's like, the little kid looking at like the liquor store in a Cadillac and like the church on the other side. And it's kind of like your life can go in two ways. <laughs> no. It's like the Duomo, the church on one side and then like the Netflix billboard on the other. Oh, for sure. <laughs> like who is your God? <laughs> uh, Kutch. Okay. Kutch is my so God. <laughs> I have an insane piece of trivia. I want to hit you with. All right. On Letterboxd, one of the two costume designers credited his only other credit on letterbox is american pie 2 whoa i want to know what this guy was doing in between american pie 2 <laughs> and this movie because that's a a gap in the old resume this guy's like harper lee dude <laughs> <laughs> writes writes a banger sleeps on a second banger for 30 years or whatever <laughs> So also when we years. when we get into the movie, there are two very specific costuming choices that I have a lot of issue with, which we'll get into. Okay. But I'm always fascinated when creative people go so <laughs> long between projects. It's like, what was happening? Like, yeah. what was your life like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was looking this guy's name up. I don't think he's done any other like facet of movie production or anything like it yeah yeah man like was he just working like a regular nine to five at his cubicle being like they don't know i cost you to sign american <laughs> pie too and then he got back in the game for this <laughs> it's fucking crazy how many people are just out here in society affiliated with american pie too that we don't know about sleeper agents it could be anyone it could truly be anyone. it could be one of us yeah i do remember seeing the like the hot chick nadia um from the american pie series Mm. on like one of those shows where uh i think this was like when i was in high school and i was randomly like on spike or something or or i don't know some channel it's like channel 30 35 and it was like wait uh, i think spike was 32 yeah i think i think it was like a random channel i think it was like um i I forget what it was like a lifestyle channel and it was like um i don't know i was just trying to find something to jerk off to what do you want (laughs) get way off man i (laughs) I don't know. We all flip to channel 35 at 11 p.m. to roll the dice. Yeah. And, trying know, to find Red Shoe Diaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just rewatched an episode of Red Shoe Diaries the other day on Tubi. Oh, yeah, dude. It's easier to jerk off these days. You just go to the 
But you have to reinvent the wheel, so you go back to the old methods. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Do you think there are people that are like, you know how there's people who like listen to records, even though it's like we have vinyl Spotify. is richer and warmer than CDs yeah. or Spotify. Yeah. Do you think there's people who prefer hard copy jerking off to oh, like absolutely. <laughs> virtual? Yeah, I like... think I think for some people, uh, the medium is the message, as Marshall McLuhan, famous Canadian communication scholar, would say, where oh. it's like the act of like downloading and categorizing all their porn is like as exciting as the actual porn itself right i think the methodology some people are all about like the the heist loadout scene you know uh -huh, uh -huh. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right <laughs> wait what were we talking about channel 35 oh yeah anyway something. i saw that chick from american pie oh. on uh, one of those shows where it's like we're gonna fix your fashion we're gonna fix your drip game oh uh was that what not to wear what not to wear yeah dude i remember getting really into that show when i was younger because my mom would be watching it and I was fascinated with the idea of the 360 degree mirror. I think that yes. was the show that taught me that looks are the number one thing in life. And it's very important that you <laughs> never have a bad fit. I think we can trace a lot of my current life back to what not to wear. <laughs> that show is crazy. It's so good. And she was on that show. Wow. Um, like just like a regular, so, like that... she's just a regular person looking for help Whoa. with her drip. Yeah, and I dude, was, that's so sad when you see a beautiful lady who doesn't know how to dress. And and I think she was like, like a wounded bird, you I know? know, like you want to nurture them. <laughs> I dated this girl once who had pretty bad fashion. Mm. Yeah, yeah, like would that would that be a deal breaker? Um, it is kind of awkward. Yeah, right. Right. Have you ever dated someone with bad fashion? Ah. Uh who needs to be on what not to wear <laughs> not to that level no no but i definitely am attracted to somebody who has like a good sense of fashion yeah me too um, yeah yeah it is a factor for me for sure yeah factor in the in the equation because i feel like it's something i think about a lot and is a big part of my life so i want somebody who can at least <laughs> acknowledge when my fits are fire and take the fit fix <laughs> like if somebody was just totally oblivious i'd be like what are we doing here? <laughs> If you go on a first date with someone and they don't immediately recognize that you're wearing Rick. Yeah. When I'm in that your mesh shorts when, are Rick's. When I'm in head to toe Rick and the spring summer ninety-eight Gucci mesh shirt and they don't immediately know what it is. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I think she was just starting to like I think she was getting out of acting at this point and she was like trying mm. to get another business going. And I was just so thrown off because I was like obsessed with this girl. Mm. I was obsessed with American Pie 2. That was like one of my foundational films. Oh wow. So not American Pie One. No. Two. No, because we had randomly bought I don't know like, if I ever saw two. We randomly bought American there's a great scene in American mm. Pie 2 where uh three three striping young bucks uh, sneak into a college dorm room Whoa. and these college dorm chicks come coeds and uh yeah coeds come they're in the closet like watching them undress um the men are in the closet watching the women undress yes, yes. on some blue velvet tip then <laughs> 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 frank booth comes in and it gets very psychosexual <laughs> um and uh they find them and uh to sort of like uh, they go like well if you guys want to watch us undress we'll undress but like Whoa. whatever we do you have to do okay and so it becomes this game of like we're gonna take our top off you take your top off or whatever first it's like if you want us to kiss you guys have to kiss so it's ah. like the dudes have to kiss each other and this what year is this like 2002 yeah. so it's like oh my god yeah yeah yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. 
2002 was still like Mad Men type shit. Like, yeah. <laughs> very homophobic. Oh, um, totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, None of them uh, cared about wearing designer. <laughs> <laughs> I like how in uh, Your Place or Mine, they actually reference like 2003 at, in the intro. Yes. And uh, I mean, it's this very fucking annoying thing where it's so... It, they go it's 2003 it's like so the beginning text of the movie. call outs on the screen i was gonna say very like cutesy and trying to be clever i i think it kind of worked for the one scene and they they go to point out like yeah we know it's 2003 <laughs> because he is wearing like true religion jeans oh wait yeah i wrote this down uh wallet chain trucker hat Reese is taking off, quote unquote, so many layered shirts. Right, right, right. She's wearing a lot of layers. She is. She's like an onion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A sexy onion. <laughs> what if American, it's like American pie, they fuck the pie. <laughs> fuck the onion. <laughs> um, should we, wait, should we do some letterbox before we, Yeah. we should hit the brain trust? Let's do that. Okay, I've got one locked and loaded. Nat, uh, rose emoji. Your place or mine, one and a half stars. Donkey fucking the dragon in Shrek was more romantic. <laughs> <laughs> Which, honestly, no argument there. <laughs> uh, sorry, do you have another one queued up? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll just read a few excerpts of this. One and a half stars. Reese Witherspoon travels cross-country from LA to New York for dot dot dot. A one-week accounting class? They don't teach accounting in LA? Yeah. No one offers online accounting in the universe where this movie takes place? Her babysitter bails, so her best friend from New York, who she has absolutely nothing in common with, Ashton Kutcher, agrees to fly out for the week and watch her son, but she has another close friend with kids, Tig Notaro, who seems to be always be hanging around with nothing to do. Why doesn't she watch Reese's son? Dude, yeah. <laughs> Which, yes, that would make a ton of sense. Also, Tignatara was why like is she filling in for Chris D'Elia in this movie again? What's going on? I like on? to imagine every Tignatara role from here forth on was supposed to be Chris D'Elia. Including her stand-up. Yes. <laughs> Which if you like Tignataro, you're a fucking loser, dude. <laughs> I was gonna say, does she have like I don't really know who this is. Like, does she have a lot of fans? Like I think she I think she does, yeah. Uh, okay. I, I think she. Well, I don't know. She has she's a lot not of, shadow banned for suggesting she wants to start a sex cult. <laughs> I think she's like on the same tier as like Hannah Gatsby. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like she has a lot of woke. Another fans. hilarious personality. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I did enjoy how Tignataro always had a coffee cup seemingly glued to her hand. Right. That almost was like good. that was good. Bit. Almost like someone's playing Edward Forty Hands, and they like need to finish it in order to be free of it you know that's true. just all hours of night or day free me from my and coffee I, prison i wrote this backstory in my head which i realized wasn't true the second time around I'm like why did i think that but in my version i'm like oh maybe she's a recovering alcoholic too because she's just pounding coffee all the time right but i'm right. like i i don't think that's the case i think she just got a prop i guess in every scene right right, right. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so low energy she has yeah. the least big dick energy. <laughs> yeah, she's big, someone, big tig energy. For someone always caffeinated, she does have pretty low energy in this movie. Like, yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> she's trying to fight narcolepsy. <laughs> <laughs> also, does she mention that she dated a guy in the first conversation she has with Reese Witherspoon? 
I forget. Maybe. Yeah. I forget. It's all a blur. <laughs> if so, then that is Tignataro acting, being a heterosexual in any sort of way would be the best acting of, in this film. It would be cultural appropriation. <laughs> Truly. Um, here's a letterboxed review. Four stars. Felt like a book. Go Kings. What the fuck do they mean? Felt like a book. <laughs> a pamphlet, maybe. What do you even mean? Felt? What kind of books does this person read? <laughs> Go Kings. What's uh, What's the website that the kissing booth was on? Uh, fuck. What's it called? Anyway, books from that website. Oh maybe. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Weebly or whatever. <laughs> um, how about this one? Three stars. My momzo loved this movie. LOL. Watch it with your milfs. <laughs> uh, half star. The literal first thing that happens in the very first shot is so offensive to me as a screenwriter that I had to log. I'm only 15 seconds into the film as I type. <laughs> That's like such a quick draw to be like half star 15 seconds in. Yes. So honestly, I do think it's better than a half star. Like it is, it is watchable. It's not good. <laughs> like I would hesitate to ever recommend it. I was telling my mom, she's like, should I watch this? I'm like, if you're homesick and you can't do any work and you just need something on, sure. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, Reese is always very charming. Um, But yeah. it was jarring having watched some of the morning show recently, which is very good to see her just cashing a check in this. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally. <laughs> um, Wait, I thought I had something more. Uh, Two stars. How can you make a romantic comedy where the two leads aren't in the same location or scenes for the entirety of the movie? One of the most appealing aspects of that genre to me is the way two actors show chemistry on screen. All right. To be fair, <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle made it work. Yeah, maybe a slightly better movie than this. <laughs> Just by a bit. So I was going to say, do you think this, I think this movie should have actually had more flashbacks to their young timeline. Maybe like two or three more. Yeah, that, that would have been good, I think. I mean, I, don't th I also don't think this movie should have been longer. So no, this movie should have been shorter. It should have. I'm at a I crossroads. <laughs> had some flashbacks to kind of show the contrast between young them and current day them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of the reviews I was reading was pointing out that although Ashton Kutcher's character is painted as being like this irresponsible Rolling Stone, it's like, what do you mean? He has a super successful career, a great apartment. He seems to have maintained his sobriety from when he had issue. It seems like he is very functional. Now, totally. in dating, maybe not so much, but it's like his character reiterates even like, oh, I'm this unknowable piece of shit, quote unquote. It's like, no, you're not. You seem like a nice guy who doesn't want to harm people. He seems fairly conscientious and put together. It's like to have this movie work, I feel like his character needs to be a hot mess. Yeah, totally. You're right. Like you're his right. character needs to be, you know, struggling to hold down a job or transient living situation or doing drugs doing drugs having weird sex it's like there needs to be something but patrick that might actually make an interesting movie oh right right of course yeah <laughs> chat gpt hasn't got to that update yet to write this movie that way but it's like yeah if you're painting this character as like this irresponsible kind of eternal bachelor it's like we need more from him um I think I, I had this thought as I was watching this movie. I think the Netflix formula is high budget, low effort. <laughs> yeah. A real high, low juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. Truly. Um, 
I was uh, I had two more reviews here, which yeah, are hit me. which are, are very strange. Um, <laughs> so me. one of them starts. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but it starts like this: four stars. Hmm. <laughs> Reviewer says probably a three point five. <laughs> Wait, what? Well, you're writing the reviews. You tell us, <laughs> dude. And then I saw another review that was the nearly identical. So three stars. It's a three point five. You have the capability to give point five on Letterboxd. In fact, you I can think these go people back, don't know. You can go back years later and alter the original rating you gave something. It's not chiseled in stone. Dude, I altered my rating for everything everywhere all at once, like four times last night. <laughs> I started with a two. I went up to a three. I negotiated I, with myself. So I still haven't seen it yet. Were you like super high when you were trying to figure this out? No, I was just really tired. <laughs> and like, no, I I I don't know. I truly was like befuddled by like, did I like this? Did because because I was just so confused. Because <laughs> I was like, um, I don't know. I went into it with really weird expectations mm. where I was like, I don't know if I if I was predisposed to liking it or not liking it. I feel like I wanted to like it, but I also kind of wanted to not like it because <laughs> everyone liked it. You were um, a McFlurry of emotions. I was a McFlurry of emotions, um, but uh yeah no i think my genuine honest take is like three stars it was mm. it was okay I well make, i wouldn't recommend it make sure when you write a letterbox review you uh say it could have been two and a half or two but it's three <laughs> but it might not be three yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like nobody is making you press publish until you, you can rewrite it as many times as you want you right. can go back and rewrite it you can rewrite history. Why, why are you being dishonest? You can go back and kill Hitler. You yeah. can do it. <laughs> if you could go back and kill Hitler or give something the proper rating on Letterboxd, <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> Actually, speaking of killing Hitler, my buddy Derek uh, just wrote a very good review for the movie Downfall, uh -huh. which is mostly known as the scene of in Hitler's bunker that's been memed so many times on YouTube. Right. You know, where yeah. people will do subtitles about like, you know. Hitler is being told about whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. So it's a it's a movie based on that. It's premise. it's a movie based on like the final days of Hitler and kind of like the last stand of the Nazis, like in this bunker, right? As right. things become more and more desperate, I yeah. guess. Yeah, I've never wait. I feel like I might have watched at least part of it in school at one point. Okay. Yeah, back when back when they could show kids things without having to be like content warning the nazis were problematic uh, uh -huh. here's what you can do to help <laughs> you can watch 21 jump street starting turn hill <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> to, to get radicalized yeah dude if 21 jump street existed in nazi germany things it, would be a lot different things, things would have gone down a lot differently <laughs> oh my god um speaking of i just thought of uh, Hitler killing himself in the bunker by like chewing on cyanide mm. and shooting himself, which is always a good bit to like it's double pretty, pretty to, metal. to double kill yourself. <laughs> um, I'm I'm looking at this uh, review that was one star. Wanted to kill myself during the whole thing. Tbh, <laughs> damn. Again, like why did you why did you finish it? Why did you watch it? Right. <laughs> you wanted to kill yourself throughout the whole thing. <laughs> Maybe this person had a podcasting obligation. Maybe ever thought about that? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe it was in his contract. You're right. You're right. Uh, real quick, before we go any further into this movie, 
I just want to double back. I think we announced on pod that we would be going to Cultus Lake to record three episodes in one day. That has since fallen through. I just want to update the listeners. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, our our uh, guest and correspondent, Joe, sent us both a text saying, hey, I wasn't able to lock down the cottage slash recording studio for ne- that day. My mother-in-law is having like a party for her friends. Yeah. And Joe told me, I'm sorry, there were too many moving parts. First of all, I feel like everybody who's ever fumbled the bag has said something to the effect of, but there were so many moving parts. <laughs> Love you, Joe, but come on. Uh, secondly, as I was riffing in the group text, I think it would be super funny if this mother-in-law who I've I've met before was like, oh, there's no scheduling conflict. I've heard the podcast. I just don't care for it. I don't find them funny. I don't like what they're about. So no, <laughs> no. <laughs> It just can't happen for principle. <laughs> right. There's right, no right. scheduling conflict. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll just do it in my apartment, I guess, which oh, yeah. will work just as well, but it's less fun because we were going to like make a day of it. Yes. The yes. idea of taking a journey to do a marathon pod session was like appealing. Although I guess we could still do a marathon pod session, like one full day oh, morning to night in your yeah. apartment. Yeah. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do some time lapse videos of just like the sun moving across the sky. Yeah, like some plants growing. Yeah, quickly. yeah. We'll cut it with um, like it's tree of. Life. Have you ever seen the movie Rumblefish? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you remember some of the very like artsy shots of like the sun and the clouds moving across the sky <laughs> yeah, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. the weird drum score and like that movie yeah. fucking rocks. Heard that book too. It's not bad. It's a really good book. I think it's way better than The Outsiders. To yeah. Be honest. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's more interesting than the outsiders. It's like big brain outsiders. Yeah. And it has, yeah, it's a fantastic cast. Mickey Rourke, pre-facial surgery. <laughs> yeah. S.E. <laughs> Hinton is like goat at making names for her characters. S.E.O. Mo- Hinton. Motorcycle Boy is that one of the best rocks. character names ever. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say. going to name my kid Motorcycle Boy. I, I don't know if you know the rapper Mr. Motherfucking Esquire or Mr. <laughs> MFN Esquire, as no. it's sometimes stylized, but he frequently name drops uh, Motorcycle Boy from Rumblefish. Whoa. <laughs> Which is like a very deep cut. What the hell? He gets on some like very nerdy stuff. What the fuck? But then he also talks about like getting drunk on cheap liquor and banging, you know, he, uh, the duality of man. Uh-huh. uh-huh yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um. Okay, so let's just get into into the movie. After right after this break. Perfect. Do you ever go on R slash vaporwave? I don't. I it's, should. It's a demented <laughs> place. I should. Anyway, we are so back. Oh yeah, we've been back. <laughs> been had LaCroix. Someone say we never left. <laughs> okay, so the first scene, we'll set this up. It's in 2003, as we were saying. And basically, Reese and Ashton are going at it. They've had, like, a poker night where clearly they're just hooking up. And, like, <laughs> other people are leaving and they're, like, totally oblivious to it. Yeah. They move to the bedroom. <laughs> he's wearing true religions. This is why he hooked up. Yeah. Because he ha- <laughs> he's dressed like a wild-ass white boy. Yeah. And this is presumably when he still drinks in the story, right? Uh, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so he's, be. like, he's sloppy. Wasted as hell. He's telling her about his short stories that he's going to send her in the morning. He's like, I've written 23 short stories. <laughs> She's like, shut up and have sex with me. That was a good line. <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, this is not the time or place. <laughs> it's like, I've submitted to the Paris Review, the New Yorker. <laughs> um, he he definitely the type of guy to write some, like, edgy short stories. You know what well, I mean? Well, later when we hear about his book, honestly, it sounds dumb as hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, get to that so they hook up 
we cut to the present and it's shot like they're in bed looking at each other, talking directly to each other. And it's his birthday, you know, seems kind of flirtatious, very familiar. And then the camera pulls back. We see a split screen. They got us. He's actually in bed with a different woman. They having... got us. She's dark skinned. <laughs> <laughs> this guy, this guy is equal opportunity. Yeah. You know? He's, he's just out there fucking anything that moves. He's a, he's a demon. Um, and then Reese is alone in bed. Uh, he's a Perrier demon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Perry demon. <laughs> uh, Reese is alone in bed. Um, so then he's going about his morning routine, AirPods in. I noticed he's always on the AirPods, but she just goes, no, no headphones. Right. She talk. How does she talk with him? Does she just talk? I think just on, just on her phone, just on speaker. speaker, I like to go on speaker when I talk to people on the phone. I don't like to do headphones in. No, the headphones feels weird. Yeah. Yeah. Although now that I have AirPods, now that I'm one of the pod people, perhaps I'll do it. Yeah. Now that I can finally call into Think Fresh podcast and they'll accept me now that I have AirPods. <laughs> I told you about when Ty shamed me for not having AirPods, right? <laughs> he saw me pull out my Jabers. He's like, damn, dude, I didn't know times are so tough. Like, do you need a, I can lend you some money if you want. This is how, this reminds me of how people acted towards people who had Zunes back in the day. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Remember the Zune? <laughs> I bet there are still people listening to this podcast on a Zoom. When you see <laughs> the Luxembourg analytics, is listening on a Zoom, yeah. when you see your analytics and it's like listening, like platform other, it's like two point five percent. It's all people in Zooms. Yes, it's library computers in Zooms. Yes, and Tignataro. I think yeah. she qualifies as other. <laughs> Whatever she is. Um. Yeah. So this conversation leads to so we should say also reese is in la ashton is in new york and do you think he actually left la because of the earthquakes as she was suggesting i or is that like a weird cover story i couldn't quite make heads or tails of that i think we're meant to believe it's a cover story and he like wanted space from her right because he was afraid he'd but ruin he her life also if they hooked up. no other friends so it's like he just moved across the country and is always talking to her yeah and also wait so they're waking up at the same time there's a time difference oh wait at no minute. point in the movie does that ever come into play that there is a time difference oh of shit five hours i think four yeah. or five hours oh dude you're right so wait so she she's was taking her kid to school but then he would be waking up at like the crack of noon to go to like a business meeting. Right. But also waking up with this woman who I think has her own life and also works. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Something, something's not adding up. For Actually, sure. you know what? I was just going through doing some edits uh, on the book I'm writing. And there are certain parts in the book where I'm like, wait, what day of the week is it supposed to be? How many days have passed in this character's storyline? It's uh-huh. like, this is a detail that you need to keep track of, though. Right, it's right, like right. you know, you need to know how many stars are giving a movie, how many days have passed, what the time zones are. Yes, yeah, that's so weird. Now that I think about it, at no point does it ever. It yeah, it never factors. It doesn't in. really get brought up. It always seems as if they're in the same time. Yeah, love transcends time zones. It really does, man. I guess that's the point I was trying to make. Um. Yeah. So, yeah, when he hangs up, this leads to kind of some conflict between him and this woman in his apartment that I guess he's been seeing for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Actually, six months, as she says. Right, exactly. And six she's months. like, oh, this is your 
like best friend that you just talk to all the time like who's a woman why are you not with her yeah he brushes it off as if he's like oh it's so crazy now i want to bring up one of my costuming gripes with this movie okay i have the, one too the yeah. fit he wears to go into this meeting yeah i don't like it mm. so he's wearing a navy suit yeah. And he's doing the thing where sometimes people don't want to wear three-piece suits. They feel it's too stuffy, a little too harsh. So he's trying to soften it by wearing a navy knit cardigan where instead of a suit vest. Mm. However, his shirt is open at the collar and undone a couple buttons. I think it looks very sloppy and he should be wearing a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and cardigan, because it's a cardigan and the dress shirt. Yes. I don't like, you're right, I don't like cardigan and dress shirt on its own buttoned up. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah. Either way, it looks weird. You need a tie, I think, I, with the cardigan. I think he still needs a tie, especially since the people he's meeting with are just in traditional suit and tie. Yeah. Although I, he is quitting, so he's... he's st- he, I guess it is his last thing where... So he gets broken up with, and then he goes to this meeting where he effectively breaks up with these people saying like, hey, my work for you guys is done now. Like, go off and prosper. Like, he's a marketing consultant. And it's almost as weird. They're like we want to take the next step in this relationship, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, we're, we're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So these guys got way too attached to him. Yeah. But do you think a better movie would have written this as almost a thematic contrast to him being broken up with, where like he reasserts his power by breaking up with them or something? I think, I, I think the point was just that like to show his attachment issues in right. general, right? He's like Neil McCauley and he, he's walking away in 30 seconds. Like yeah. he, he's just done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was thinking a better movie would have somehow paired these two breakups in a more meaningful sort of way. Thought, or are they both meant to show that he's just unbothered by everything? I I, I thought they were paired nicely. Mm, like I, okay. yeah, I thought they were they connected were nicely. They were paired nicely. Fred parried nicely. <laughs> um, I yeah, I, I thought they just showcased his attachment issues in general, mm. and I thought they paired well oh, okay, yeah, in like, that way. Like people can leave him; he's unbothered. He can leave clients; yeah. he's unbothered. Yeah. He's never wondering like what's the next stage of the relationship, yeah. except with Reese. We has the existing relationship exactly uh the and Re- we should Reese's say, company we should say her name is debbie and his name is peter yes and reese's son uh debbie's son is jack her uh trans son <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah do we think this son is i i'm very curious to see what happens with the son after the movie because one of the main kind of through lines of the movie is that reese has to come for some reason to new york to do a one week accounting course after which he earns a degree or at least a certificate nobody in la can possibly teach her how to account yeah she has to go to the east coast and then for some reason tignataro can't babysit so uh peter has to come across the country and i don't think he's doing a business when he's in la he's just vibing uh he just goes he just goes. <laughs> he just goes. He rents a Porsche. He's like, I don't want whatever peasant car you have. I'm getting a Porsche. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listening to the cars in this drop top. Oh my god, this movie made me hate the cars. Okay, the, the so cars. I, suck, I like dude. the cars as a band. Way too many needle drops, and it's like it's too much. Because it was like all both of their ringtones for some reason. Yeah, it's so, and, and it must be expensive to license their music. Like they're well known classic band, right? right? Or did right, they right. get a discount somehow? I don't know how any of that works. They must have gotten the discount. <laughs> they must have got the bundle. But yeah, it's like this movie, every single needle drop was the cars. It's like enough already. 
Oh my God, it was so much cars. I think a good way for this movie to show Peter growing in some way would be to have him get in his car near the end of the movie, put on the cars, and then be like, no. No, then put on like the new Ray Shremmer. Put on (laughs) Wide the Lean Gag No, it could have been a really like simple and kind of on the nose way to show like this character is evolving and he's like trying something new. He's breaking out of old routines. Wait, yeah, because Lena's just cough syrup and fucking yeah. Sprite. So, yeah, why wouldn't you have that cold? No, literally, like, on some tracks, you can hear rappers deliberately, like, rattling the ice, ice. in the cup. In the double yeah. cup, right? Did I tell you when I was, like, really sick a couple weeks ago, I literally poured cough syrup, like, into some Sprite? Like, yeah, not yeah. coating cough syrup, just, like, the NyQuil, like, <laughs> cold and flu all-purpose. <laughs> Dude, it tastes fucking delicious. <laughs> Put on some little weight. I'm like, I need to get sick more often. This rock. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Not that I'm recommending anybody goes out and does that, but wink, wink. You know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I would try lean if I was. If you were presented with it, I was presented with lean. Yeah. Well, my my understanding of lean is it's so disproportionately expensive as a drug, whereas if you do any other opiate, it's going to be a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. But it's like a status symbol. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 For I'm. Sure. Uh, I'm worried about the rapper Wretch, who I'm a big fan of. Oh shit! What's uh, going on with Wretch? I we don't need know. to. T- we need to talk about Wretch. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's buying a lot of Chrome Hearts, which is dope as hell. However, <laughs> he is constantly drinking lean on his Instagram stories, like literally at every restaurant, like a ta- a cup of lean or like the BMW at the gas station at like 4:32 a.m. He'll have lean. Oh shit! And then he'll go to jail for like whatever parole violation. Presumably go through really bad withdrawal and then just immediately be drinking lean as soon as he's out. So okay, I think he needs to chill. Yeah, uh, he used to make a lot of music with the rapper Dash, who I really like, who I think kind of has his drug issues under control. Uh huh. But like they had a a parting of ways, and whenever one of them puts out new music now on YouTube, people will always comment like, "You guys need to get back together." Oh, and yeah. people people will also sweet. comment like, "Best friends is a myth." Like heartbreak emoji. <laughs> They're uh, Ashton Kutcher and Reese Witherspoon calling each other in bed. Yeah. <laughs> with the split screen. <laughs> Dash and Red. Yeah. I do think Dash has like progressed a lot more though as a musical artist and like tries a lot more interesting things. Whereas Ratch So has, he's the Reese Witherspoon, you would he's say. He's kind of the Reese. Whereas I think Wretch is very locked into kind of like a trap style that I feel like he's a lot better than uh-huh. some of his early stuff is more creative. Uh-huh. Anyway, I digress. <laughs> Where were we? Ashton, Jack. Uh, so we see Reese as a parent is very overbearing, right? right? Yes. And it's kind of like, so in advance of Ashton coming to LA, she's kind of already setting it up like, oh, you have to feed him in a certain way and look after him in a certain way. And we have all these rules and stipulations. Yeah. But obviously as viewers, we're smart enough to know this is going to shake things up for Jack. He's about to get a new style of parenting. And it's going to challenge this seemingly irresponsible, allegedly irresponsible man who seems like he can manage his own life perfectly fine. <laughs> He's like, Mom, I don't feel like a boy. Just get me the hormone <laughs> therapy. <laughs> and yeah. Ashton Kutcher comes in and gives him the hormones <laughs> while he's staying with gives him. him the, yeah. Um, what was I going to say? Yeah, and Reese seems kind of oblivious. She's like, oh, didn't you used to hang out with that kid all the time? And she's kind of like embarrassing her son. He's going through like an awkward phase where it's like, this kid's whack as hell. Nobody wants to hang out with him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He is, he is. Yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, so he basically, yeah, Ashton Kutcher comes into town to babysit this kid, and yeah. his uh, goal immediately becomes like, let's make this kid fucking cool. Yeah. Um, Do you think there's any chance this kid wouldn't be a gamer? I think he'd be gaming all the time. There, or like on a Discord server or something. I mean, this movie is so like <laughs> untethered from time and space, <laughs> it seems like. You know what I mean? There's no time zones. Right. And whatever era, like I know it, it heavily kind of identifies what life looked like in 2003 but then i think the modern era it's so it has no feel for it apart from the fucking uh airpods yeah um it seems so untethered it's like yeah right. she can't take an online course right fucking... i was gonna say this was uh done all by the... Re- sorry all the references are like so out of total out of touch <laughs> yes true because i think they were able to capture the feel of that one flashback but it's like they don't have very good details grounding it in present day now because i mean they say sketch like yeah. like that looks kind of sketch they don't even know about fucking time zones they don't they don't know about sus dude uh i was gonna say screenwriter of the devil wears prada yes actually yes did you notice uh one of the characters is wearing a prada bucket hat in one of the scenes i thought that was a guest hat i misread the See? label okay here's here's what i think guests did i think they deliberately designed their triangle logo to look like the prada logo from afar okay but uh you know i sent a screenshot to a grail moderator they got back to me they said yes this is prada <laughs> <laughs> uh i thought that character was a smoke show oh yeah she's, yeah she's I, cute. I think ashton really fumbled the bag there one of my gripes with the wardrobing from the american pie too uh... <laughs> <laughs> i'm still laughing thinking about like this was this guy's uh go hang a watchman or whatever go go set a watchman you know <laughs> american pie 2 was his to kill a mockingbird yeah. this is his go set a watchman um so i thought that her outfits i got annoyed by her outfit okay honestly. she's the fucking, wearing like the bras so under a, blazers like with uh, the fucking sue ellen mishki from seinfeld <laughs> yeah yeah i don't like it she's so hot though dude I, I forgive her i don't like blazers on chicks i'm really? sorry oh, i'm I, sorry ladies i fucking hate blazers on you to the listeners i love it when empowered smart women wear blazers <laughs> <laughs> uh i would never try to stop women from wearing blazers <laughs> I think women have just as much right to wear blazers as men do. <laughs> I've been wearing blazers a lot recently. Like, yeah, have you? the the Tiger of Sweden blazer. Oh, with that, like a t-shirt you show me and jeans. That. Yeah. You show me that. Um, I don't wear blazers nearly enough. I used to rock the blazer with the hoodie look. Oh yeah, a few yeah. years ago, which I thought was kind of sick. Yeah, but I think I, I need a new casual blazer. I I think you do too, and. Yeah, wait for the Nordstrom clearance to go down a bit. I yeah. was there the other weekend, and there weren't really good markdowns yet. Right, right, so right. I, I would be patient. Okay, okay. Um, Tantric. Okay, so one scene. I want to know if I'm misreading this. So Tig is saying to Reese at the school where... Wait, Reese is a teacher, right? Or she does something for the school, but she's trying to become an accountant I, that was so unclear because she drops him off and goes like well i work here but i'm right. not a teacher it's like wait what do you do then yeah what the f- like is she I, like I, accounts I she, payable for the teachers I, union like I, what's going on i think that's what's going on i think she's like one of the office workers because right. in our school we Admin. have various yeah people that just like work around yeah. the office doing random kind of things yeah, yeah. uh so tig is saying you know 
maybe going to New York will kind of be a uh, spark rejuvenating your life. Maybe you'll meet a man. Maybe you should like get a manicure or like waxing before you go. And Reese kind of doesn't understand at first. And then she's like, oh, waxing like down there. No. And then we have what I think is supposed to be a match cut. So the next shot is a close-up on a very gross casserole being placed on a table. <laughs> is that a match cut? Oh. Are we to infer that's what Reese's pussy is supposed to look like? Gross <laughs> and fucked up. <laughs> like, I swear, I rewound, I watched it again. I'm like, I think that is what the visual language of the film is trying to communicate. But maybe I've lost my fucking mind. Yo. But then listeners, Ash- let me know if you've seen this. Am I crazy? Dude, and then later, Ashen Kutcher, like when he comes over, because she's got all these casseroles <laughs> ready to go in the fridge and yeah. he proceeds to like throw them into the garbage and yeah. like fuck it we're eating mexican yeah this whole we're, week yeah he even like i think he takes jack out for like brunch at one point yeah yeah they yeah. only eat out and so it's like yeah. what do you <laughs> what commentary is this making about i don't know hairy <laughs> pussy is this is this a yeah does he, he eat her pussy once they get married also i was going to say um had it and then i lost it you're fumbling the bag i'm fumbling there the were bag. too many moving parts <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah. words words are the moving parts <laughs> oh here's what here's what i was gonna say when she goes to his apartment in new yeah. york at first she's very impressed it's a very nice apartment like wraparound windows a view of i don't know what bridge it is listeners if you know new york let me know and then she sees, like, it's kind of like the American Psycho apartment. Like, it's very Spartan. It's meant to be impersonal and kind of show his lack of self-actualization in some way. Yeah. I thought it was dope. And she opens the cupboard, and she finds drinking glasses with the price tag still on. Yeah. So, okay, I would get it if this guy doesn't have a lot of cooking stuff. Everybody drinks water. Right. He drinks so much sparkling water. So are we to assume that he's never poured something into a glass? I mean, he is always drinking out of the bottle. So that would be funny. That like, would be a funny assumption. But it's like also he has this revolving door of like hot young women. Are we to assume nobody's ever drank out of a glass? <laughs> the diameter of the of the receptacle of drinking yeah. has never been wider than a Perrier bottle. <laughs> the, the mouth of a Perrier bottle. Yeah. I thought that was a very weird detail. That is weird. And there's another weird detail involving a drinking glass later in the movie that I will bring up. Yeah, when he orders the drink at the bar, Let's right? just do it now. So he has kind of a moment of crisis when he's realizing he still has feelings for Reese. He goes to maybe hook up with another woman. Almost looks like he might relapse at the bar. He's like, I want whatever, scotch, blend, something. But I don't drink anymore. So give me a Pellegr- Perrier or Pellegrino in a rocks glass with ice bartender gives him a collins glass that's not rocks glass i think he said tumbler glass yes right so yeah, yeah. that is a short back glass he got a tall skinny glass i was glass. wondering about that too are we yeah. to assume the this fuck? looks like quite a nice bar and he's dressed very well in a suit are we to assume the bartender is being a dick and it's like oh you're not drinking i don't even care yeah because there's no way this bartender would mess up that order at this bar there's no way dude that's a great point it's so weird it's so to weird. have that in the script and then the prop clearly is not what he asked for yeah and it's like are we also to assume this character would not have the confidence to be like hey actually no sorry this is the wrong glass can you do this again dude i'm i'm actually i'm so <laughs> obsessed with why that happened now because like what what <laughs> are the mystery because what are the scenarios like because clearly did they write that into the script 
did Ashton Kutcher improv that maybe in that scene, which is like, cause like, I don't know. <laughs> is that something they would write into the script? That That is a weird detail to not just be like, just give me a Perrier. Yeah. Right. It's like, clearly he says, give me a, give me sparkling water in this type of glass yeah. with, on Which the honestly, I've asked for at bars before, right, uh, right, right, and you get it when you ask for it, especially if you're a reasonable, uh, chill customer at a nice place. But for a movie, <laughs> it was a little too specific. I thought for like a movie of this right. caliber, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes, it's like it's these like, characters are not that fleshed out. This movie's not that deep. It's like, dude, you know, just how, like, order a drink. You know how like some AI art looks convincing, and then like the hands are all blurred and like the AI can't quite figure out the last remaining details. Yes. It's like that. The AI of the movie couldn't quite populate. Well, you know, Leonardo <laughs> da Vinci used to get people to like paint everything else for him. Ex- you know, his like understudies or whatever, but the hands, Whoa, right? The hands were the hardest thing to do. So yeah. it's like, you know, cause they would paint these huge murals. Right. And, um, a lot of that shit was done just by like, his fucking workers that were sucking his dick. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't even know. It's like how Kanye, if you look at the liner notes, has like 20 people on a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But <laughs> he's, he's like creative directing them, basically. Yeah, yeah. Huh. But yeah, I'm glad that scene was weird to you as well. Well, it's I'm weird like... now. In re- it was weird to me because I thought the order was weird because it was too specific. And I was like, that that does seem off for this movie. You know what I mean? It seems almost like too good of a detail yeah, for this too, movie. <laughs> that's the thing. It was like such a nice detail yeah. that it's like, yeah, it was too good. So my, I'm guessing, I think, I think Ashton improved it mm. and they kept the scene going mm, and they just right. didn't do another take. <laughs> they didn't do another shoot. Yeah. And again, I think there are viewers out there who will not be bothered by stuff like this, but shit like that drives me crazy. That's yeah. my curse. Yeah. Is that like little continuity things yeah. or inconsistencies yeah. I tend to pick up on? Yeah. Oh, actually, I was going to say uh, in classic how original fashion going on a tangent, I watched a video, CAM 2018, movie explained, all caps. Oh. There's so much inconsistencies within CAM on the calendar dates that things happen. Oh, yeah. This person had a theory that like the entire movie is happening within AI. Oh, wow. Because, yeah, nothing lines up when it comes to the dates or the years or whatever. Like, almost intentionally so. Uh, almost where it's like you would have to go out of your way to be so inconsistent. Really? So this person's video, I'll uh, try to find it and send you a link. Sure, But yeah. the crux of this video was like, what is the movie getting at by being so wrong with oh, these details? That's interesting. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's my guess. I think they just didn't have another glass. Mm, They're like, we're yeah. not going out and buying another prop glass just yeah. for this scene. Let's just keep it. We only have Ashen for one more day to shoot. And like, we have like, to get the scene done. Imagine being an extra in a scene who has, like, two lines in the whole movie, and you're maybe doing a job that you don't actually do. So it's like, yeah, maybe that guy is just a random extra who didn't know any better. Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe this guy's an alien who landed on Earth and has never seen a class before. <laughs> what if he just ordered sugar water? <laughs> give me what you would give a hummingbird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, also, the woman he gets to meet him at the bar is a smoke show as well. Oh, yeah. I was so into her. She's cute, too, yeah. I'm like, it would be funny if he just took her home, banged her, and was like, oh, I'm over Reese. Like, forget that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to keep going through the cycle of having casual sex for six months and then getting dumped. <laughs> actually my life's awesome it doesn't need any fixing what if what if he realizes he just likes watching reese fuck other dude other interracial dudes that's his thing if he's uh if he's a voyeur yeah yeah 
Yeah. He's that, like, no, no, no. You can live, keep living in my apartment. Yeah. I like hanging out with your kid. Yeah, yeah. I'm raising your kid. You just keep doing whatever it is you do. Send me the residuals for my book that you're getting published without my consent. Yeah. So, okay, we should set that up a bit. So when she goes to his New York place, she befriends one of his exes who kind of shows up intending for a late night booty call, but then realizes, oh, he's not at the place. She becomes friends with Reese. They start hanging out. This woman lets Reese know, oh, Peter wrote a book. Like the manuscript is in an envelope in the oven, which he obviously never cooks in. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh, it's this huge secret that even though she, uh, Reese believes she's very close with Ashton, she never even knew about. Yeah. And then, okay, it's crazy. The scene where she's in a full bathtub, <laughs> the man, the secret manuscript that... I mean, presumably it's a computer file somewhere, but it's like, if there was one copy of a manuscript, would you perch it above a bathtub and then handle it with your wet hands? <laughs> Not the smartest. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah. I remember I used to like put my compute, my laptop on the side of the bathtub I, as I used to take baths and like, watch movies on it. I've, I've I was occasion. terrified of getting electrocuted. <laughs> like that scene from Groundhog Day where just throws the toaster into the bathtub. I, I've often read books in the tub. Yeah. I think maybe once in like 20 years of doing that, I've accidentally dropped a book in the tub. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, just having a manuscript that you're handling with like your wet bathtub hands. Yeah, yeah. Bad idea. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's kind of like, she's beginning to realize, oh, maybe I don't know this guy as well as I thought. And then meanwhile, he's in LA, basically full time, just trying to raise her kid and reintegrate him back into his social life at school and like rebrand him yes uh <laughs> so if i were rebranding this kid first of all that haircut has to go take yes. him to a barbershop haircut's <laughs> not doing him any favors yes um get him some not even some drip just some different clothing you know kind yeah. of shake things up yeah uh and i feel like you don't have to make this kid friends with like these kids who treat him terribly that's a scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. You can just make him better in general, and then he'll attract new friends, presumably. Right, right. Uh, yeah, if I was to rebrand this kid, <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna stick with trans. Make him trans. <laughs> <laughs> make the kid, I yeah, non-binary. I think he'll definitely, yeah, and then we'll get a non-binary listener. <laughs> you know, I Hopefully, was gonna say, actually, we uh, we do have one. We do. Yeah. Oh, great. I'll, I'll show you the message afterwards. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, awesome. No, we're a, we're a four quadrant podcast. Oh, awesome. Man. <laughs> That's good. That's and good at one point in the week, I think I sent you this. We almost had an equal split between male and female Spotify listeners, Ooh. which is the, it's the closest we've ever come. It was like 53, 47 yeah. or something. Did you think that Ashen Kusher's apartment was vaporwave? No. Okay. <laughs> no, not at all. Next question. <laughs> I think there was a little bit of bisexual tint to his windows at one point. What What if the secret is that he was gay all along? <laughs> what if he's never had a successful... That's what people say about Leo. Like, yeah. oh, he's never had a relationship last. Like, he must be gay. Mm. I, I don't think it's so simple with Leo. I think there's, like, deep emotional damage. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's just that he's gay. Mm -hmm. And if he was gay and trying to get a cover story, why would he date such young women that draws negative attention to him from a lot of people? Yeah, yeah. Because why? if you're doing something as a cover-up, why would you do it in a way that puts more scrutiny on your life? You know? I, I was re-watching the Louis C.K. special that you and I went to see live, and one of his bits was uh, 
yeah, everybody hates on Leo, calls him a pervert. It's like these chicks that are dating him are the perverts. He's normal. <laughs> <laughs> it's normal to be attracted to young chicks. That's a banger. That's a banger. Okay, let's take a break okay. there, and then we'll uh, finish talking about the movie in a second. Hey, loyalists. Are you tired of burning your mouth when you go in for a sip of a freshly boiled beverage? As a part-time podcaster, I don't have time to wait for drinks to cool. I'm not following a liquid schedule. They're following my schedule. Drinks wait for me to cool. And if you're like me, you need Roofie. Roofie is the first ever burn protection for the roof of your mouth. When you're ready to sip that tea that literally just finished boiling, just insert your Roofie mouth guard and drain that chamomile. It's that easy. This morning, I'm at a fresh French press of coffee. Now, I don't have anywhere to go this particular morning, but I still wanted to drink my cuppa right away. So I popped a roofie, and I proceeded to sip. That's it. Just being candid, I got really sleepy after that, and I can't remember the next three to six hours. But when I came to, the top of my mouth felt great. No blisters or tenderness. So for one easy payment of $69 plus shipping, you can be the proud owner of a roofie. And... For just an extra $6.09, get the tongue domer as well. Tongue domers are made from durable latex and are coated in a pleasant slippery coating that feels good in your mouth. Just open the package and slide your tongue inside the tongue domer to avoid burning your tongue on hot-ass liquids. Don't wait. Get your roofies and tongue domers now. Don't wait for your drinks to cool like some kind of hobo. Get roofied today. Right, I've been, I've already pressed record, so we should be uh, leveled in. Oh man, I'll try not to say anything too wild. <laughs> um, yeah, so Peter is doing his best to not let Jack get radicalized by Andrew Tate. Uh, meanwhile, I feel like Jack is the kind of kid who would fall into like toxic, like men self help stuff. Uh, oh yes, very easily, I think. <laughs> If he listened to this podcast, yeah. let me just tell you. Unlike us, when we listen to that stuff, it's like water beating off an arcteric shell, <laughs> you know? <laughs> We're waterproofed for it, yeah. One of my friends said to me once, he's like, yeah, I feel like you like to read all this crazy stuff and just like put your hand close to the fire and then pull it back. I'm like, yeah, of course. Oh, I, I like to stare yeah. into the abyss. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually it gazes back. <laughs> um... I was gonna say dude like um at one point he watches alien with with that kid yeah it's like there's no way a zoomer trans kid has the <laughs> patience to sit through alien <laughs> yeah i don't know if alien was the right pick for something being shown to him there's no way. <laughs> it's like yeah i i don't buy that or me i think it should have been like he buys him like a violent video game or something. Right. right. Like he buys him the new Grand Theft Auto or something. I mean, I guess. And then Jack to... spends like 72 hours playing it and doesn't go to school. <laughs> His grades plummet. Yeah. No, that, that didn't quite work for me. Um, speaking of things that don't quite work for me. So Reese, uh, she goes to this accounting speed run class. She says to whoever has a misfortune of being seated next to her, love the smell of new school supplies. 
Imagine that's a middle-aged person saying that in like a brief continuing ed class. I'd be like, oh God, I need to change seats now. Holy shit. I mean, that's female privilege. Men definitely can get away with that. (laughs) Saying I love the smell of new school supplies. Yeah. Well, I mean, she barely gets away with it. Like, she it barely gets away with She it. makes no inroads having a friend. No, definitely, definitely. She's too much of a dork. But I'm saying if she was a guy. Right, right. Yeah, that would be even more cringy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the, the toxic expectation that men can't love new school supplies. <laughs> also, at one point, she... So she's this, like, book nerd. She's read every single yeah. book in existence. And for some reason, she's reading White Teeth by Zadie Smith as she's staying over mm, in his apartment. I didn't catch that. This book's, like, 20 years old. Zadie Smith has had, like, six books since that one. Maybe she's revisiting it for some reason. Yeah, maybe. What if she was in his apartment reading American Psycho? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Trying to understand him more. <laughs> yeah, that apartment did have a vibe, like prostitutes have been murdered in it oh yeah filmed and then murdered he's got his books color-coded which is Mm. something that she makes a big deal about and apparently there's only two colors of books there's blue and red did you know know that (laughs) yeah i was gonna say wouldn't there be more colors definitely i feel like blue and red are not the most common book colors no maybe blue but not not red yeah yeah um did you notice that (laughs) yes she also makes a comment at one point about his apartment and he's like oh or the book sorry and he's like that's what my decorator did why would he need a decorator the whole point of his apartment is that's not very decorated yeah so are you saying he consulted a professional to then arrive at this aesthetic yeah i don't buy it at all right he does have gold uh gold accents on his like Mm. fixtures right i don't like it (laughs) i don't like the gold accents no it no gold accents are not not as tasteful i don't like like the gold faucet and no no, gold handles on the kitchen you know cupboards and stuff that's what he's got yeah maybe that's for like a bit of warmth or something but yeah it's it's, i find it tacky i find it a little gauche myself yeah um (laughs) dude we're a couple of frasers yeah (laughs) dude frasier has the perfect apartment the more i think about it does he with the impossible view of the Space Needle where, like, his apartment would need to be, like, floating above the ocean to have that view or something. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Like, it's like how the Seinfeld hallway couldn't exist. Fraser's apartment, like, nothing has ever existed with that view of the Space Needle in uh-huh. Seattle. Oh, wow. Nothing residential. Um, that's a good question. Who who has the best sitcom apartment, right? Definitely Fraser. Yeah. Best apartment in general, Patrick Bateman in American Psycho. Oh, right. Or if we go outside of sitcoms, I really like uh, Christian and Nip Tuck, his like hyper modern Miami apartment that he mm. fucks a million women in. Yeah. It's pretty dope. I do like the uh, uh, the fucking what's that show that the, the L.A. show? California. Yeah, the O.C. The O.C. Sorry, that took me a second clue into. Yeah, yeah. The pool house. I like the pool house. I like the vibe of the the O.C. house. There's there's a later season where like the bad boy villain who gets uh, Marissa into the Yayo. He's like living in this. The Yayo. uh, Cocaine. The Tony Yayo. Oh shit! I I never knew Yayo is a slang for cocaine. (laughs) Damn. That's that's where Tony Yayo was derived from. Oh shit! He was birthed in the coke. Um. So this villain character is living in like this like warehouse, but he has like a studio apartment kind of set up in it. Anytime a show is like, oh, this character is a villain. Look at the warehouse they're living in. I'm like, that's cool as hell. (laughs) (laughs) That's so dope. (laughs) 
Um, my dream apartment has always been the waterfall building in Vancouver. Uh, Arthur Erickson designed it's near Granville Island and it's been used in a ton of TV shows like Battlestar Galactica, Smallville. Oh, the one that's um, like kind of like a staircase. Kind so of I thing. was going to say every unit in, in the courtyard has its own like spiral staircase, uh-huh. but it's like a very modernist, almost virgin on brutalist uh, exterior. I'll show you some pics. Sure. Or I'll post something on our Instagram, uh-huh, uh-huh. which you can't see. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have to log in on a library computer. Uh, Okay, so Reese's love interest becomes this publisher that she encounters while she's out with her millennial friend who I'm in love with. Reese is also drinking a drink that's so elaborate, it makes me think of the kids in the hall girl drink drunk Uh sketch. Uh-huh. like so over the top like loaded with fruit do you think they're like trying to make fun of like what a caesar is you know how everybody always says like mm. oh a caesar why would i order a caesar what do i want to eat a meal i yeah. want to get full it's like calm down there's like three olives on there it's like a pepperoni stick and three olives yeah, like yeah, yeah. what are you a mouse Just the fuck okay yeah. Stuart little calm down yeah <laughs> um <laughs> caesars no i don't want to <laughs> what am i eating dinner yeah, I, I think they're mocking kind of like the over-the-topness of this bar. Because yeah. the millennial is like a trendy, like, I can get you into this club and I'm going to wear a blazer and a Prada bucket hat and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah, And yeah, Reese yeah. is more, they've tried to make her look very plain and down-to-earth, but of course she's gorgeous. Yes, um, yes. And then she meets his publisher and is kind of a meet-cute. And then, of course, later ends up giving him Peter's manuscript without Peter's consent or knowledge and she has to frame it as like, oh, I'm the editor. So that's why I'm allowed to give you this. Yeah. The book is called The Boy. <laughs> Not great SEO on that one. <laughs> it sounds whack as hell. It sounds like, I don't know. Sometimes the New Yorker publishes short stories where I'm just like, ugh, enough. It sounds like a story that I would throw away halfway through. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah the Boy's <laughs> a whack title. Uh what was the premise of his book again? It oh, was God. like, it's so a, it was basically like a combination of basically he's writing this story about her son, right? Well, no, I think it's, I think it's about himself because it's about a boy whose father dies uh-huh. and then the boy becomes allergic to himself somehow. And it may or may not be a metaphor. Oh, cause I thought he was playing on the fact that like this kid is allergic mm. to everything. And so is this kid is also like allergic to everything. I, I read it more as as like his own life story okay like he almost becomes this toxic person who doesn't know who he is okay after his father dies okay 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 maybe it's also meant to be modeled on jack yeah i don't know i don't know maybe it's just very dumb (laughs) maybe we're reading too much into this so anyway she ends up spending more time with this publisher they end up boning in this hyper modernist apartment which peter can see she, through she's the like i'm cameras. the editor yeah <laughs> yeah it's a it's a very chase sexy and we don't really see anything yeah um chat gpt couldn't quite figure out the human sexuality element uh-huh, uh-huh. um also are we to believe that he's secretly been harboring feelings for her this whole time but he sees him on camera and he's like gross i'm not gonna watch this when he watched for a few minutes at least right he turns it off pretty quickly right too quickly i would argue well too quick i think he would have this morbid curiosity about like let's see Uh uh uh-huh i think so too definitely 
Um, kind of like I can't pull away, like a car crash. I can't look away. Yeah, yeah. like David Krungberg's crash. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so then he's also realizing he kind of has feelings for her, which is prompted by a character that I feel is way too over the top. So she has this guy <laughs> named Zen, who is like a tech millionaire who doesn't need to work. He's like a Walmart brand Woody Harrelson who's just always in her garden yes. doing stuff. Yeah. I didn't find him very funny at all. It's comedic on. relief. Yeah. 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 Um, but we learned that Zen has been like plotting on her this whole time of like, oh, showing her I can be the man in the house. Yeah. Even though he's weirdly old for her. And he wears drop crotch pants. And his ass cracks out the whole time. Yeah. And he's like, I don't know, a weed smoking hippie. Somehow Ashton Kutcher is like, oh, this is legitimately a threat and I need to figure out where I stand with her. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no sense. I think if they'd written the character to be younger and more desirable and yeah. like more normal. Totally. And kind of like a legitimate love interest for her. Yeah. Then it could kind of incite Ashton Kutcher into being like, oh, I better speak up. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, another character that could have easily babysat her son. Right. Also. Would it's have like, been more than happy to do. Between to do him and Tignataro, she could have locked down babysitters for sure to take this cross-country accounting certificate yeah <laughs> yeah um yeah another thing about the movie that makes no sense so he's kind of beginning to have a crisis i like i do like this scene where he drinks like six pellegrino mini bottles you see them <laughs> i took a photo you see them stacked up on like the little side table he's just crushing them yeah uh which is something i've done for like stress drinking but you're trying to not drink so you just like drink a bunch of LaCroix. Yeah. <laughs> Which oh, we're both doing right now at this table. <laughs> we're always stress drinking six LaCroix, definitely. Yeah. And then the uh athletic brewing free wave uh hazy IPA. Uh zero point five percent. Yeah. Or less than zero point five percent, sorry. Yeah, I drank an upside dawn. Yeah. Athletic brewing. Yeah, how'd that treat you? That was nice, man. Yeah. That was nice. Right on. Um so basically this movie kind of comes to a head where he's been encouraging her son to play hockey, which she has kind of forbidden, even mm -hmm. though he's supposed to be very talented. He's like a young Connor McDavid out there. He's getting circles around <laughs> everyone. Uh, he gets injured and has to go to the hospital during a game or practice. Jack gets injured. Uh, yeah. So yeah, he's like a young Dustin Bufflin out there. <laughs> he, uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, he, he's, yeah, he, uh, He's very good. He's a natty. Yeah. He's, he's a natty out there, but he seems to, he gets um, railed against the boards at one point. They fuck him against the boards. It's crazy. <laughs> that's what happened. The whole team <laughs> takes turns it's, running a train on him against wild. the boards. I, I didn't think the movie would go in that direction. Yeah, man. It is wild. Uh, Hockey Canada, man. You know, yeah. Was... Hockey Night in Canada. Don Cherry did not approve. <laughs> He's like, you know, these French Canadians out here, they skate like Nancy's. If Don Cherry was here, yeah, this would, never, this would never have happened. Take, reinstate Don Cherry. He has like two years left to live, probably. Just fucking let him go off again. That's true. Give, you know. Yeah, give the guy. I think we as a nation are at a point where we need Don Cherry back. Yes, yes. <laughs> Much like we've rediscovered advertisements as like... Yeah normal and healthy and we all need a break from yeah too much content <laughs> yeah we need don cherry yeah. yeah we need coach's corner um so then he tells reese over the phone peter tells debbie you know jack's in the hospital she freaks out and basically says like i don't want you anything to do with you yeah which is yeah actually pretty fair you know i, I guess the fact that he did it without her knowledge is pretty fucked up yeah 
Um, yeah. No, she's like, I get it. Like, only child. This is like her whole life. Yeah. Um, and so, so she, she comes back to LA. Yeah. And then, wait, how does it happen where they're both in the airport? She's arriving and he's leaving. Yes. And then they have their big reveal of like, they're on those moving, those like yeah. flat escalators. So, okay, my issue with this scene. And I pause it at several points. We never get a great close-up, but she's clearly carrying a Louis Vuitton monogram suitcase. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That's so Why <laughs> would this character, who's meant to be kind of like, you know, frumpy, plain, practical, she's not going to spend thousands on a Louis suitcase. That makes no fucking sense. So That's so bizarre. Like, he would be the one with the Louis suitcase, So right? I think I can speak to this, because okay. the whole movie, people were clowning various characters. It was like a running bit. Like, you know, they, they make those suitcases with four wheels now, because she she brought a two-wheeled suitcase oh, right, to right. New York for her trip. Right. And um, so um, I think at the end of the movie, there is, a, like, a throwaway uh, scene where... She stumbles. Um, she gets. I think he sends her a new bag, oh. so it's like a gift from him. I think because uh, it's like waiting for her in his apartment oh. when she arrives home at one point. Shit! So Somehow he I buys miss that. it for her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. then that does make sense. Okay, the I Louis forgive. Continuity makes sense. Yeah. Uh, fuck! I forget the costume designer's name, but I forget. Oh, yeah. I'll allow him to do a third movie. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, they basically predictably kind of say their feelings for each other and he says i was worried about fucking it up i didn't think i was good enough for you what if this guy's third movie like is an oscar winning movie sorry i'm just i'm <laughs> obsessed with this guy's career trajectory <laughs> what yeah he only yeah you know he's he's been moving up dude. what if? american pie 2 to a netflix original your place or mine dude i think the next one's gonna be crazy i think it's gonna be like a amazing period piece and, and he's gonna win an oscar what what a journey that would be huh? what if his third movie is the netflix original that you and i are going to write oh yeah <laughs> and in the script it'll say you know this podcaster character enters he's in all wreck <laughs> <laughs> it's just a way for you to get rick drip yeah You're like can i keep these after uh, the shoot i can right <laughs> <laughs> set warren rick <laughs> um yeah also while we were recording my mom sent me a picture of uh like platform elevated crocs which i mistakenly believed were the balenciaga crocs but on a closer grailed moderator type inspection they're just conventional crocs mm -hmm. although they do look exactly like the balenci ones wow but my mom is not as far as i know a balenci demon so <laughs> she hasn't come out it as... would be so funny if she's like oh i got these landman sneakers that i sent you a picture of. <laughs> have you ever had that with a piece of clothing where you're like look at how goofy and ridiculous this is and then you're like actually this is so dope i need it oh yeah, yeah. oh absolutely <laughs> for sure yeah it's the the basquiat shirt the synthetic the weird like synthetic fabric full print like basquiat yeah. shirt that i bought that's like a uh it's like a, the, the Strokes album cover that I bought oh, off the right, Strokes right. website. It's an insane fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this would be funny. This is like 80 bucks. Fuck it, I'll buy it. Hell yes. <laughs> I, yeah, I kept revisiting the page too many times. You could get three of the $25 drinking glasses that he has, or you could get one of the basket. Exactly, exactly. Reese makes it sound so crazy that I spent $25 on one glass. 
What's the most you've ever spent on glass? On a glass? Because I've spent, I think, 50 on a glass on, before. What the f- Damn. Yeah, on oh, that I think like, you me. smoked yeah. glass with like the notch in it. It is nice. Yeah, that's like craft, whatever. I think it was made by somebody local. Perfect. Perfect for gripping. Yeah, it's very grippable. Highly gripping and sipping. Rated highly grippable. Um, yeah. Uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, that scene on the, the escalator at the airport. Yeah. So, yeah. Wh- oh, you had gripes with the Louis bag. But you addressed the gripes. I realized the error of my ways. Thank you. I'm writing an apology letter. Yes. To I'm our right. listeners, but mostly the costume designer. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they obviously realize, oh, we could be together as a couple. Yeah. And then we get a little outro and we get some more of those text call outs on the screen. Right. And he's going to be this writer. She's going to be his editor. Yeah. Although it seems like she didn't do anything to edit it. She never gave him notes. (laughs) No. So she completely swindles this biracial. She's a Tinder swindler. This beautiful biracial man who is also a divorcee. Who I thought was Jesse Smollett, but I realized it's Jesse Williams is the name. Like I I mixed up his name. I was like, is this Jesse Smollett? Is that his name? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I was going to the subway late at night and I got hate crime. Isn't that crazy? Life in the big city, you know? Yeah. (laughs) She's like, wait, what? That makes no sense. dude i felt so vindicated when everything came out that jesse smollett lied because i i saw the story at first i'm like this makes zero sense but of course everyone was like no it's terrible right actually hate crime i'm like there's no way in hell well because i want i wonder if think fresh has any opinions about his late night subway story at like three in the morning in chicago when it would have been like minus 20 (laughs) are there even fucking 24-hour subways like that, i think that's, the one closest to me is 24 hours that's a I weird think. one to be 20 i wouldn't expect a subway to be 24 hours you know what i mean because anytime i've been like hella drunk after the bar i've been like mcdonald's let's go i'm yeah, not yeah, like yeah. let's build a sub yeah like <laughs> who's out here yeah the demographic wouldn't be yeah i don't want a fucking <laughs> flatbread at no. 4 a.m or whatever flatbread at 4 a.m could be a drink so <laughs> Wait, it's it's 7 a.m. in Toronto, right? Or is it 4 a.m. in Toronto? 11 a.m. I think it's... No, I'm a fucking idiot. 4 a.m. 5 a.m. in Toronto. Okay. Flatbread at 4 a.m. and then 5 a.m. in Toronto. I wonder if they got cabs still. <laughs> I wonder if they got Tubi still. I wonder if they got flatbread still. <laughs> All right, so that's... That's our movie this week. Yeah. Do we? Is it a chiller kill? Do we recommend it? Uh, I we both give it two stars. I think I don't I was, recommend this no. unless you're just looking for something very forgettable and you're like homesick or something. Right? Not homesick. No, <laughs> home space sick. <laughs> home dash sick. I'm not homesick. I'm home, comma, sick. Unless you live in the American Psycho house, then yeah. this movie would make you homesick. Looking yeah. at Ashen's apartment would make you homesick. Yeah. They, oh, oh, by the, oh, sorry. So spoilers, it's her place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They end up moving to her place, which is a quirked up LA house on a hill that she somehow bought as a college student. Right. Or in, a very young person. I mean, she got in earlier before the market crashed. She's a savvy investor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so it's so your place or mine it is in fact her place i was yeah. laughing as i was looking this movie up there's two other movies so i saw on letterbox uh when i was trying to raise it actually um 
that are titled Your Place or Mine. So, <laughs> so it's not, not only is it not a good title, it's not even a particularly original title. So one is a movie that was made in Hong Kong, like a Chinese movie. Mm. One is a movie, I think a Bollywood movie that was mm. made in India. Oh, okay, so it's the only like American movie with this title. Yeah. Okay, that's that's fine. But there's interesting punctuational differences between these movies. One of these two movies, one of these two ethnic your place or minds, has an exclamation mark at the end. One of them has a question mark. I which would... culture do you think chose which punctuation? Also, I'd be willing to bet both of these are far better than what we just saw. <laughs> oh yeah, one of them does in fact have a your better place. average rating. <laughs> So which Wait. culture do you think did which punctuation? So exclamation or question mark? I think. Do you that's think hard? The, I think, think Hong the... Kong did the question. Sorry, I have to re- uh, backpedal. Um, one of them is uh, it says Tagalog is the language, so mm. I think it's a Filipino movie. A Pinoy. Oh, movie. Okay. <laughs> um, so one is Tagalog from 2015. Mm. One is uh, I think made in Hong Kong. Um, I still say Hong Kong question. Okay. I'm not basing that on anything. Yeah. No. Just a coin flip. No, Hong Kong was your place or mine. (laughs) And then the Filipino one was your place or mine. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. This one has no punctuation. It doesn't even have a comma. No. Huh. No period either. Has a movie ever had a period at the end of the title? That would be funny. Oh, I'd <laughs> have... be a funny punctuational choice. <laughs> Movies with periods at end of title. Mo- oh, movie titles that end with a period, a list on Letterboxd. Wow, okay. Uh, okay, this is kind of cheating. Monsters, Inc. I mean, uh... yes, Inc. has a period, but... No, I'm talking about like a sentence. Yeah. Okay, a few of these movies are just ink, and then some of the titles end in ellipses, which is not a period. Not a period. However, good night and good luck, period, full stop. There you go. That's what I'm looking for. Okay, waiting. That ends with an ellipsis. Get the fuck out of here. This is made by Ripley. It's three periods. It's not three periods, Yeah, no, it's, idiot. And they included Super Mario Bros. No, that's Again, no. an abbreviation. abbreviation. Not, not the same. Uh, do not follow this list, listeners. Do not <laughs> dignify Ripplin with your engagement. What do else is this engage. idiot on about? Anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, have you seen anything recently that you would recommend to people? Uh, What's yeah. going on with you? Again, I, thanks for asking, man. I, <laughs> it's been a tough week. Uh, yeah, not enough. Uh, I, I would say uh I would probably not recommend everything everywhere all at once. Mm. I, I wasn't I wasn't enamored by it as I think many people were. Um, I no, I don't think I have anything, man. Uh, the new Ray Shremmerd album. That, <laughs> that's about it, dude. The song where they interpolate Dido and they talk about Lean is so fucking funny. The opening track is a banger, though. Uh, Origami parentheses hottie. Yeah, <laughs> uh, is really good. Ray Shremmerd goat at the opening track it is good oh i forgot to show this out last episode uh this is the one i texted you about i was like i'm watching something on tubi and i'm high as hell and this is like my life story mm-hmm. uh long nights short mornings i was gonna in ask 2016 that. that sounds good i wrote the review buddy i lived it yeah. <laughs> i've seen this twice before a movie that a lot of people are like this is just like a toxic loser guy. Why would I want to see this? Blah, blah, blah. So it's short vignettes of uh, Shiloh Fernandez's character, who is a photographer and maybe does film stuff as well in New York, you know, 
life in the big city. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's these short vignettes of his experiences with women, some of whom he's dated, some of whom he's trying to pick up. Uh, one of them is <laughs> Natalia Dyer. Mm. Allow me to say, a wooga. <laughs> um, yeah, get at us. Get at me, Natalia. Mm-hmm. Actually, yeah. Why would she get at you? She should get at me. True. Um, yeah, dump the other dude from Stranger Things. Anyway, so it's his character's experiences, and it's all kind of like each story is kind of self-contained, but it's kind of building up to this emotional meltdown he has near the end. And I do think, yeah, you could say it's like pretentious or like, why should I even care about this character? Why should I invest in his struggles? I think it's a very realistic movie Mm -hmm. of being a young man who's kind of adrift, you know, in some ways you could say he has success with women, but in other ways you could say he's, I don't know, kind of like uh, Ashen's character where he's this unknowable piece of shit. And it's like, there's something broken inside of him. Uh And I think this movie really illustrates well how a slightly broken person interacts with the world Mm -hmm. as opposed to our movie of the episode, which I I don't think is very convincing. Yeah. I I think there are parts of this that are like too real, especially there's one particular vignette where he meets a girl he's previously dated at a bar and she's back from a vacation. She's making it sound like it was this huge transformative experience. And then you find out she's just in Paris for like two or three weeks. Okay. (laughs) And it's like, okay, you're this kind of person. Uh -uh. And then she's saying like, oh, I met this guy. And the way she builds it up, and the way he's kind of hurt by it, even though it's like she never meant anything to him, but now he's realizing he can't have her. Mm. So he's like, let's give this another shot. Like, what do you mean you're giving this guy a chance? He's going to come to North America. Like, don't even know this guy. Like, this is bullshit. Yeah. I just felt that struck such a real chord. And I feel like I've almost been in these mm. moments where it's like, I didn't think this meant anything to me until this person suddenly falls head over heels for somebody else and i know this is bullshit and it's not gonna work and it's like give me another shot well this is what happens to ash and kusher where he sees yeah. Reese with a beautiful biracial man yeah so maybe you should watch these two movies in succession yes, yes. uh but long nights pairing. long nights short mornings 2016 directed by chad harbold chad, chad with two d's gpt <laughs> tried by chad gpt uh yeah look it up on tubi i i think it's a really interesting watch where you might be disgusted by the character's behavior. He might drive you kind of insane, but I do think it's worthwhile. But at least you feel something. I'm like, yeah, no, I your place or mine. <laughs> no, no, I I did feel a lot of moments of kind of empathy and resonance with this character. Nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So check it out. That's that's my recommendation. Sounds good. I was intrigued by that when I saw your review. Yeah, I was going to pop that on. And at even some point. the the artwork for the movie, I like a lot. It's a lot whiskey glasses of different fullness, and then one of them is broken, and then one of them has like a lipstick kiss. <laughs> one of them is in a tumbler glass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these are in tumblers. He was not served in a Collins or a Collins. I mean, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, and then long nights, short mornings, and kind of a classic Sarah font. Yeah. Um, yeah, yep. so that that about does it. Um, yeah. Next week we'll be doing ten seconds. There's someone in your house. Some there's someone in my house. I don't know. We'll post. Yeah. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> <laughs>